Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps people like to listen? How do I make money from my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is the one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. The best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you get paid the podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. So come on. Come on to Anchor. Get your podcast started. It's the best way to podcast. It's easy. It's free. Can't be free. Come on over right now. And you get paid to podcast. So if you always wanted to start a podcast, make money doing it, go to anchor.fm forward slash start. That's anchor.fm forward slash start to join me in a diverse community of podcasts already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm forward slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm your host, Grand Hefe, and get ready for another episode of Unpopular Opinion. Hey, man, how y'all doing today, man? Today, July 30th, about the end of July, finna be going to August, man. 2018 went by quick as hell, man, to be honest with you. Um, you look up, man, we already in the eighth month of the year. Just that quick, way more than halfway there. Um, got a nice little show for y'all today, man. Uh, late start to, uh, to the show today, has stuff to do today. Uh, but, uh, here I am, as promised, told y'all I would have the podcast, um, ready for y'all. Um, I'm a man of my word. Make sure you check me out on all social media, Instagram and, and Twitter at, uh, Grand Hefe, G-R-A-N-X-J-E-F-E, Grand Hefe on both. Uh, make sure that you follow, um, make sure that, make sure that you guys follow my other Twitter page, uh, the, uh, the Unpopular Opinion, uh, podcast, uh, Twitter page. And that is at Unpopular 2018. That's unpopular 2018. Uh, if you want all the latest updates, turn on those post notifications for um, for for the show. I normally, as soon as I'm done posting the show, I normally post it up on Twitter. So if you don't if you don't get a chance to go, you know, on iTunes or Radio Public, Google Play, wherever you can find it at, uh, you can go right there to Twitter and uh, get you a copy. Uh, also, uh, as I explained last week, uh, I know y'all haven't heard me in a while. Last week, Monday, I'm only going to be doing the show now on Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. That's Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays for the Unpopular Opinion podcast. I will still be doing on Tuesdays and Thursdays and Sundays the live show that I do on YouTube with my co-hosts, Mike and Matthew. Uh, Make sure that you come check us out there Uh, on Tuesdays and Thursdays. That show is 12 noon Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. That's Tuesdays and Thursdays. On Sundays, we are live at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 8 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. Without further ado, let's just go ahead and kick off the show. Uh, LeBron James, man, uh, there's been a lot of uh, get up about LeBron James being in his son's layup line over the weekend, uh, you know, saying that he he takes um, he's trying to take the spotlight from his from his kids or from these 13 year old kids. And I just honestly don't understand uh, how that would be so. Uh, and as a kid, we all wish that that we knew somebody famous and they can come play with us while we out there. Uh, I know I played baseball and I would love to probably um, I would love to probably throw with like a Chipper Jones because I grew up as a Brave fan. By the way, I got um, I got um, my son with me today. Bring your son to work day. But I got my boy on it right now. Um, uh, as he just passed me a piece of paper and he tell, imagine Jordan. Imagine if Jordan was 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 out there playing with with thirteen year old kids. Would anybody care? No, we will be talking about. Oh, what a great role model he is for the kids. Look at what he's doing. He's taking his time out of his busy day and he he's going to shoot around with the kids. You know. Uh, but since it's LeBron James, you know we're gonna criticize every single thing. I've always brought it up, man, that it's LeBron James, and LeBron James don't get passes that a lot of guys do. For example, and I hate to keep going over this, but it's keep happening and stuff keep proving my point. Michael Jordan punched teammates in the face. Kobe Bryant cussed teammates out religiously in practice, called them sorry. 
said that they ain't that they ain't that they ain't this and they ain't that. And that's the kind of stuff that we praised as good leaders. We said, look at their their ability. They, they, oh man, look look at that. You know, but LeBron James can't go out there in a layup line with a bunch of thirteen year olds without trying to take the spotlight from somebody. I, I just do not. Maybe that's a bad example, but it just goes to show you somebody is doing something totally harmless to to for for kids and somebody who's actually doing something physical to another adult that we that we praise but when somebody is doing something like this all we got to do is talk about him that don't make any sense to me he's he's in a layup line with a bunch of 13 year olds who is who if you seen their face got them pumped up ready to play his son Bronny even caught an alley. He threw an alley to himself and dunked. He he's so inspired by by his dad because he had just, if you remember, just two or three weeks prior, he had missed the in game dunk. So now he's 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 dunking off the bounce. I don't see what was wrong with it. None of those kids look like they didn't want LeBron James there. Twenty years from now, they'll be able to tell their kids that I was in a layup line and I saw LeBron James throwing alleys, dunking it reverse style to itself. That's something that these kids will be able to treasure forever. But because it's LeBron, we have to find some way to spin it negatively. We it it's it's it I I, I just do not understand why. He has to be, and I, I've said this to so many people, and maybe one day these people will, they'll admit it. I've said it many a times. LeBron James is one of the most criticized superstars we have ever seen. There has not been another superstar of LeBron's caliber who has went through so much scrutiny for basically nothing, really. Like, what do you hate LeBron for? You hate him for leaving Cleveland? Who none of us thought was good in the first place? Is that really why we hate? Is that really why you hate LeBron? You hate LeBron because he made a news conference saying he was going to join the the uh, Miami uh, uh, Dwayne Wade in the Miami Heat. By the way, that press conference he also raised money for the Boys and Girls Club, and that's the reason why. Is that why you hate LeBron? Like, 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 what reason do you honestly have to hate LeBron that we go so low of saying he's taking spotlight from kids for being in the layup line? I just watched Nate Robinson's son go against LeBron James' son, Bronny, the other day. And Nate Robinson yelling at the referee. He all on the court. He's animated. And we're not talking about Nate Robinson taking away from the kids. We're not telling Nate Robinson to just be a parent, a normal parent, and shut up and sit on the sideline. Because I don't know not one parent that, that actually sit down and shut up on the sideline. Everybody yells at the referee. And everybody do all this other stuff. And I guarantee you Nate Robinson practices with his teams, with his son's team sometimes. He's an NBA star. That's that's like gold to these kids. They want to get to where these guys are at or where these guys once was. So how is him being in the layup line hurting kids? That that, that is beyond me. Enough of LeBron. Enough of basketball uh NFL season started. A lot of NFL camps kicked off this past weekend. Uh, I'm excited for some football, man. I don't know about y'all, but football season is finally upon us. This is what I live for, man, especially college football. You know, my Browns, though, by the way, are going to shock a lot of people this year. I see a lot of people disrespecting my Browns, saying that they're only going to win four games and blah, blah. This team is way better than what most people than what most people are are, are giving us. And I see seven to eight wins this year. Uh, but to kick off some of this news, Julio Jones reports to camp, uh, you know, despite him saying he was going to hold out and all that other stuff. Dan Quinn said that he expected Julio Jones to to show up to camp. I guess he has some confidence. I said Julio Jones should have shown up to camp. Julio Jones still have three years left on this deal. He just signed a five-year deal uh, two years ago, and he's already trying to hold out to get more money. So it's a good thing that he did come in, not to mention his numbers aren't where they should have been. He had the receptions. He had the yards. He's just not a touchdown machine guy. He hasn't had double-digit touchdowns since he came into the league. I mean, since since 2012. He hasn't had a double-digit touchdown season since then. The closest he got since then is eight touchdowns. So, you know, last year, he, him and him and Matt Ryan was one of 18 in the red zone last year, or in the end zone, not the red zone, the end zone, throws in the end zone. He, he, they was one out of 18. That is poor for a guy who 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 was threatened to hold out and for and for a guy who people tell me is the best receiver in the NFL. 
Uh, I don't see that. Uh, he 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 drops a lot of passes, which is one of the reasons why they didn't get to play on last year because he dropped the pass. Uh, he dropped the pass against Philly, a pass that he should have caught. He should have caught. The receiver is three to four inches shorter than him, and you're telling me that this guy's the best receiver in the league. Well, I want the best receiver in the league to be able to go get that. Uh, the year prior, there was only three of eight, a little bit better, but not as many chances. Uh, and on throws to the end zone. So, you know, he, they did, I guess they did a little restructure of the deal where they added 2.9 million to his salary. They took a, a, a mill off, put 2.9. So now instead of his base salary this year being 10 and a half mil, he's at 13.4 mil, which I don't see how that makes any difference that you held out for what, two mil, $3 million. That seems like a lot to people like you and me, but to these guys when they making 10 mil a year, he he held out for three mil a year. I mean, for three more mil, it had to be more. He must knew how ridiculous that sounded to be holding out with three mil with three years left on your deal. So it's good that he can't that he held out. But if you really want my opinion, this ain't facts. So you know, don't 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 take me to the bank on it. But if you just really want my honest opinion about how I feel about it. I believe he actually came to camp because of Calvin Ridley. And people are going to say, well, he's way better than Calvin Ridley. Ridley is just a rookie. We don't know how Ridley is going to do in the NFL. No, we don't know how Ridley is going to do in the NFL. But what I do know is, what I do know is that the Atlanta Falcons wasted a first-round pick on this receiver that we don't know how it is. So if you don't think that's playing in the back of Julio Jones' mind, that they could get rid of me at any time. Look what they're doing to Dez, and we're going to talk about Dez later on. This this guy, uh, Julio Jones, of course, he's one of the top three receivers in the NFL. Uh, but he know that they drafted a guy who, who who can also become at least top five receiver in the NFL. And really, who can who I thought Dallas should have should have drafted. But a guy who can run the slants, the bubble screens, the stop routes, the curl routes, the combat routes, who can also run the nine route, the fly route, the go route, the the sluggos, the, the you know, the stopping goals. He can run all of that. So, receivers come a dime a dozen in, in, in the NFL. Every year we see a new receiver coming to the forefront, you know, uh, somebody that we didn't really think was going to be, you know, who, who they are. Every year we have one of those guys. And if you don't think Julio Jones thought in his mind, if Calvin really have a good season this year, I can be gone while I'm sitting here waiting on a contract extension while I still got three years left on my deal. So that's my opinion. I think he's seen Calvin really in, in, in the rear view. Not that Calvin really is pushing to be better than him, but he's pushing for, you know, at least the number one receiver on the team eventually. I mean, nobody comes to a team to be stagnant. It doesn't matter who's in front of you. Nobody nobody gets into a profession to be stagnant. Like, that's ridiculous. So he see Calvin Ridley there, and he he likes what he's been, and and he sees it. You know, this guy is impressing people. Of course, you want to get out there and show what you do. So kudos to Julio Jones for coming to camp. I'm all for people getting their money, but you got three years left on your deal. You know, I mean, don't don't be greedy. I'm for you getting your money, but just don't be greedy. Now, moving along to this one is gonna be like a two part man. Um, this is gonna be like a two part. There's Brian and Dad Prescott. Let's start with Dad Prescott first. Dad Prescott has been in the news. He's been taking some heat. He's been taking some heat about what he said about the anthem protest. And I'm not gonna read it all to you, but I'm just gonna paraphrase basically what he was saying. Basically, he said he said I never protest because he don't think that you know a sporting event is the venue for protesting. And he feels that people come to the game for, you know, not to see controversy, but to watch the games. And I asked that, you know, he took a lot of heat, you know, to hear White Sox from the Raiders. He said that Prescott must be trying to he must be trying to keep that Campbell noodle soup uh, endorsement with with that answer. And, you know, I'm right there. I agree with him because to 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 say that that's not the venue for 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 people that's silently protesting if if you if you're praying, paying proper respects to the flag like you want other people to do anyways you wouldn't even see me kneeling you wouldn't even like i i don't really understand i don't really understand it and you're talking to a guy that's been there done that you know uh i didn't go fight for no national anthem i tell you that right now I ain't gonna fight for no anthem. When I sign my contract, when I sign my contract, nothing on my contract say I'm fighting for this anthem. 
No, no, nothing, nothing about my contract says that. So to say, oh, soldiers that fought and died for that. No, stop lying. And have these people that saying soldiers that fought and died for it has never even served one day in the military. And you can go tell somebody what what we went and you know fought and and and, and the people that's died for. You know, like that's that that's crazy talk. No, we didn't go f- fight or people died for no national anthem. You know, say whatever you want to say. I joined the military because I needed it. Ain't no, I wanted to serve my country type stuff. Yeah, of course, that's the that's the big goal because you're, when you're going to the military, you obviously serving your country, but none of us serving the, serving the national anthem. So to say that, not to mention when Kaepernick first said what he was, why he sat down because he was sitting down initially. A, a Navy SEAL, ex-Navy SEAL told him, listen, I would prefer if that's what the stance you're going to take to take a knee. So you're telling people who's actually done this while we did it, and real people have telling, and real real veterans have have told him, listen, if you're going to take that stand, I'd rather you take a knee because sitting down would be successful. Not to mention all you fake patriots. Listen, I hate. I, I ain't gonna say I hate people like y'all because that's that's really strong. But I hate hypocrites. That's what I do hate. I hate hypocrites because the same people that's mad about players kneeling down during the national anthem while they sitting at home while the national anthem is played then got up and went to the bathroom because they don't care about the national anthem going to the refrigerator to go get them a chip get some chips and a beer or a soda going outside flipping burgers at the time of the national anthem but you so-called care about players kneeling for the national anthem because it's disrespect well how about you pay your respects as an american as you say if you don't like it then get out why don't you pay your respects as an American instead of going to get that beer or going to the bathroom and doing the national anthem? Why don't you stand up and pay your respects in the living room? The national anthem is going on. It's just not for the people that's at the game. That's for everybody. At least that's why they televise it, right? It should be for everybody. Not to mention, man, the NFL didn't even care about the national anthem before 2006, before they started getting the money from the military. Before then, the players used to sit in the locker room while they did the national anthem, and it was never broadcast. Even while the national anthem was being played, you know what they used to do while the national anthem was being played? That's that'd be their time that they would flip to Phil Sims and all these guys that's in the booth, and that's when they'll be talking about the game. They will flip to the announcers in the booth to talk about the game while the national anthem is being played. But now all of a sudden, we fake care about about being patriots. Get out of here with that. And that Prescott, listen, you saying people don't care about that? Obviously, I, listen, man, you say people don't want to come to the games for that. People don't have to pay attention to that if you're paying your proper respects. And it's not like they're not like they're doing anything crazy. They're silently protesting. Now, this is why I have an issue with the NFL, because the NFL need to need to, you know, get their self together because every other every other professional league make their players stand out there. If that's what if that's what that's what you want to do, you want to make people stand for the national anthem and play and pay their whatever proper respects that you think that they should pay. Uh although you got some of those fake patrons also you say you're supposed to take your hat off during the national anthem. That's what people tell me. And you know, I see people every every day, you know, doing a national anthem, they got their hats on, you know, or not even standing up but you worrying about a player kneeling. But what the NFL needs to do is the NFL need to just go ahead and make a rule. You're the boss. You make the rules. You know, you if you say they have to stand for the national anthem, then guess what they have to do? They have to stand for the national anthem. Now, for the people that's on the other side of that, they're saying, listen, it's their freedom of speech. You know, it's you know, it's their right. You know, the soldiers. are. Listen, man, listen, I tell you what you go to your boss. You tell your boss, your boss said, listen, uh. If you have your cell phone out on the on the workroom floor, you're gonna get fired. Go tell your boss. Listen, I don't care what you say, cause I have this right. I I got a right as a human to do whatever I want, or I got a right as a human to say whatever I want to you because of freedom of speech. And see how fast you have a job. That sounds silly to say that people at work. That's their work. People that's in the NFL. It may seem like obviously you know it's just a game. That's their work. That's their place of employment. So when your boss tells you. You can't do something. Guess what? You can't do it. I don't care what's your right. If you if you want to go exercise your right, quit playing football and go exercise your right. But as long as these people are cashing your check, they can tell you to do whatever you want as long as it's not inhumane, obviously, you know, 
And it's, it's not it's not going to be a danger to yourself. Everything else you have to listen to. They're the boss. They pay the salary. They pay you that check. They giving you those millions. Obviously, the fans are too because a lot of that stuff comes from ticket sales, concession sales. But I just seen something, you know, a couple weeks ago where all of the owners just got like a couple hundred mil or something like that and haven't even sold one ticket yet. So, listen, they paying your salary. You do whatever they say you 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 supposed to do as long as it's not a danger to yourself. So if they say you can't stand on the field and protest, guess what you can't do? You can't stand on the field and protest. Do you see LeBron James and did you see Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan or Barry Bonds or Ken Griffey Jr. or, you know, Ronaldo? Do you see any of these people protesting the national anthem in their leagues? No. Why? Because Major League Baseball, they have a rule. You're going to stand on third baseline. You're going to stand on first baseline. And you're going to pay your respects. And basketball, you're going to stand on both sides of the court. You're going to pay your respects, whatever that is. Bow your head, hand over your heart, whatever it is. Hand behind your back. Hockey, they do the same exact thing. Soccer, they do the same exact thing. The NFL is the only league that want to do touchy-feely, and that's where they're going to have a problem because you're telling, you're telling people you don't, have to be, you don't have to come out for the national anthem if you don't want to. You can stay in the locker room, but if you're out there, you have to pay your respects. And only thing that's doing is open up a whole nother can of worms because when that camera is panning down the sideline and looking at all the players that's, you know, paying their respects during the national anthem, what are they going to do? Who who are they going to pick out? Who are they going to talk about on, 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 on air? The guys that wasn't out there. So if you don't want, if you don't want Dak Prescott, if you don't want people paying attention to that aspect, then tell your league to make a tougher rule because that's all it's going to do. If I don't want to stand for the national anthem, the commissioner already told me, hey, I don't have to be out here. I can stay in the locker room and I can come out afterwards. It don't make sense. NFL, get right. Moving on to Des Bryant. Des Bryant is has man, he 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 was going crazy on, on Twitter this past week. <laughs> I mean, you know, he called Sean Lee a snake. He talked about Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones. Obviously, Jerry Jones, the owner of the Cowboys, and his son, Stephen Jones. He called, he said somebody must have been in that Prescott ear. Now, why I don't want to really get into the Twitter stuff or that, because I just think he was being emotional on a lot. But I do think he has a point when it comes to the football side of things, and that's what we're going to talk about. So I'll tell you what, right now, 2012, 2013, 2014, receptions, yards, and touchdowns. 2012, 92 receptions, 1382, 12 touchdowns. 13, 93 receptions, 1233, 13 touchdowns. 2014, 88 receptions, 13, 1320 yards, 16 touchdowns. Obviously, uh, Tony Romo got hurt in 2015, so they didn't have a quarterback. So that's why you don't see those numbers because anybody numbers would be screwed with that team that they had. I don't even remember who they had playing quarterback. Kellen Moore and, and all these other guys they had playing quarterback that year. Now, going to that Prescott's rookie year, he, he see his receptions dip from 88 to 50. He see his yards dip from 1320 to 796. He see his touchdowns cut in half from 16 to 8. Moving on to last year, 69 receptions, 838 yards, and 6 touchdowns. I've always said, I've been saying on this show, you know, since I started it. That Prescott is the reason why Des Bryant do not have a job right now. Because that Prescott, the way that Des Bryant game is, is, is constricted, he, he, he do not like running the slants. He do not like running the 5-yard stop routes. He... he Des Bryant don't excel at those routes. He's not a great route runner. What Des Bryant excelled at with Tony Romo when he was getting 12 touchdowns, 13 touchdowns, 16 touchdowns was the deep ball, the deep post, the, the nine route, the fly route, the goal route. He is not getting nearly as many opportunities to catch those kind of balls playing with Dak Prescott because Dak Prescott does not push the ball down the field. Dak Prescott is throwing the ball to Jason Witten five yards over the middle as a safety blanket. He 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 giving the ball to Cole Beasley out on 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 those little West Welker tight routes and Julian Edelman tight routes five yards down the field. His he's only he's only throwing the ball six yards. The ball is only six yards per average throw. Six yards. That's not Des Bryant's game. That's not what Des Bryant excels at. That's that's not who Des Bryant is. 
You know, so ever since that Prescott has taken over as quarterback, you've seen Des Bryant's numbers dip and dip. And why you think? You know, people can point to, well, he was hurt and he drops a lot of pass. He's always been a high drop guy. He always dropped the ball a lot. That's always been Des Bryant. Even going back to his Oklahoma State days, he's always been a high drop guy. But his you don't receivers just don't fall off from one year to the next. It's still running, running routes, uh catching the football like you've always done. It's it's still the same exact stuff. Reading defense. If 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 the safety bails out, I sit right there on the on the on that curl route. If 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 he sits, then then I go. It's it's simple stuff. Stuff he's been doing his whole life. So you can't tell me that he just don't have it anymore. And according to Antonio Brown, Antonio Brown still thinks that he got it. He tweeted out Des Bryant and said, and I quote, "Come play with me. Let's get this chip. Eat greedy, big plates." So obviously, and to me, I think Antonio Brown is probably. I, for my sake, I say Odell Beckham is the best receiver in the league, but I can't argue with the numbers. So Antonio Brown, the best receiver in the league, one, two in the league, if you ask me, still wants Des Bryant to come play. So obviously he thinks that he got a lot in the system. He already know. Listen, man, now that's going to stop me from getting double and triple team because I got Des Bryant on this side. For all you people that, that say he's sorry and he, he don't have it anymore. Obviously Antonio Brown don't think so. Antonio Brown... Things that he still have a lot left in the tank. So, so listen, man. I think he's getting blackballed. I don't, not really getting blackballed. He had a chance to go to the Ravens. He didn't want that opportunity. Why should you? I wouldn't want to go play with Joe Flacco. I wouldn't want to go play with Lamar Jackson. I don't think any. What's going on? What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? I'm your host, Grand Hefe, and get ready for another episode of Unpopular Opinion. Hey, man, how y'all doing today, man? Today, July 30th. About the end of July, finna be going to August, man. 2018 went by quick as hell, man, to be honest with you. Um, you look up, man. We already in the eighth month of the year. Just that quick. Way more than halfway there. Um, got a nice little show for y'all today, man. Uh, late start to, uh, to the show today. Has stuff to do today. Uh, but uh, here I am, as promised. Told y'all I would have the podcast. Um ready for y'all um i'm a man of my word make sure you check me out on all social media instagram and, and twitter at uh grand hefe g-r-a-n-x-j-e-f-e grand hefe on both uh make sure that you follow um make sure that make sure that you guys follow my other twitter page uh the uh the unpopular opinion uh podcast uh twitter page and that is at unpopular 2018 that's unpopular 2018. Uh, if you want all the latest updates, turn on those post notifications for um, for for the show. I normally, as soon as I'm done posting the show, I normally post it up on Twitter. So if you don't if you don't get a chance to go, you know, on iTunes or Radio Public, Google Play, wherever you can find it at, uh, you can go right there to Twitter and uh, get you a copy. Uh, also, uh, as I explained last week, uh, I know y'all haven't heard me in a while. Last week, Monday, I'm only going to be doing the show now on Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. That's Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays for the Unpopular Opinion podcast. I will still be doing on Tuesdays and Thursdays and Sundays the live show that I do on YouTube with my co-hosts, Mike and Matthew. Uh, make sure that you come check us out there uh, on Tuesdays and Thursday. That show is 12 noon Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. That's Tuesdays and Thursdays. On Sundays, we are live at 10 a.m. Um, Eastern Standard Time, 8 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. Without further ado, let's just go ahead and kick off the show. Uh, LeBron James, man, uh, there's been a lot of uh, get up about LeBron James being in his son's layup line over the weekend. Uh you know, saying that he he takes um, he's trying to take the spotlight from his from his kids or from these thirteen year old kids, and I just honestly don't understand. 
uh, how that would be so. Uh, and as a kid, we all wish that that we knew somebody famous and they can come play with us while we out there. Uh, I know I played baseball and I would love to probably. Um, I would love to probably throw with like a Chipper Jones because I grew up as a Brave fan. By the way, I got um I got um my son with me today. Bring your son to work day, but I got my boy on it right now. Um, uh, as he just passed me a piece of paper and he tell, imagine Jordan. Imagine if Jordan was 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 out there playing with with thirteen year old kids. Would anybody care? No, we will be talking about oh what a great role model he is for the kids. Look at what he's doing. He's taking his time out of his busy day, and he he's going to shoot around with the kids, you know. Uh, but since it's LeBron James, you know we're going to criticize every single thing. I've always brought it up, man, that it's LeBron James, and LeBron James don't get passes that a lot of guys do. For example, and I hate to keep going over this, but it's keep happening, and stuff keep proving my point. Michael Jordan punched teammates in the face. Kobe Bryant cussed teammates out religiously in practice. Called them sorry. Said that they ain't that they ain't that they ain't this and they ain't that. And that's the kind of stuff that we praised as good leaders. We said, look at their their ability. They, they, oh man, look look at that. You know. But LeBron James can't go out there in a layup line with a bunch of thirteen year olds without trying to take the spotlight from somebody. I I just do not. Maybe that's a bad example, but it just goes to show you. Somebody is doing something totally harmless to to for for kids, and somebody who's actually doing something physical to another adult that we that we praise. But when somebody is doing something like this, all we gotta do is talk about them. That don't make any sense to me. He's he's in a layup line with a bunch of thirteen year olds who is who. If you seen their face, got them pumped up, ready to play. His son Bronny even caught an alley. He threw an alley to himself and dunked. He he's so inspired by by his dad because he had just, if you remember, just two or three weeks prior, he had missed the in game dunk. So now he's 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 he, he's dunking off the bounce. I don't see what was wrong with it. None of those kids look like they didn't want LeBron James there. Twenty years from now, they'll be able to tell their kids that I was in a layup line and I saw LeBron James throwing alleys, dunking it reverse style to itself. That's something that these kids will be able to treasure forever. But because it's LeBron, we have to find some way to spin it negatively. We it it's it's it I I, I just do not understand why he has to be and I I said this to so many people and maybe one day these people will they'll admit it. I've said it many a times. LeBron James is one of the most criticized superstars we have ever seen. There has not been another superstar of LeBron's caliber who has went through so much scrutiny for basically nothing really. Like what do you hate LeBron for? You hate him for leaving Cleveland? Who none of us thought was good in the first place? Is that really why we hate? Is that really why you hate LeBron? You hate LeBron because he made a news conference saying he was going to join the, the uh, Miami uh, uh, Dwayne Wade in the Miami Heat. By the way, that press conference, he also raised money for the Boys and Girls Club. And that's the reason why. Is that why you hate LeBron? Like, 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 what reason do you honestly have to hate LeBron that we go so low of saying he's taking spotlight from kids for being in the layup line? I just watched Nate Robinson's son go against LeBron James' son, Bronny, the other day. And Nate Robinson yelling at the referee. He all on the court. He's animated. And we're not talking about Nate Robinson taking away from the kids. We're not telling Nate Robinson to just be a parent, a normal parent, and shut up and sit on the sideline. Because I don't know not one parent that, that actually sit down and shut up on the sideline. Everybody yells at the referee. And everybody do all this other stuff. And I guarantee you Nate Robinson practices with his teams, with his son's team sometimes. He's an NBA star. That's that's like gold to these kids. They want to get to where these guys are at or where these guys once was. So how is him being in the layup line hurting kids? That 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 is beyond me. Enough for LeBron, enough for basketball. Uh NFL season started. A lot of NFL camps kicked off this past weekend. Uh I'm excited for some football, man. I don't know about y'all, but football season is finally upon us. This is what I live for, man, especially college football. You know, my Browns, though, by the way, are going to shock a lot of people this year. I see a lot of people disrespecting my Browns, saying that they're only going to win four games and blah, blah. This team is way better than what most people than what most people are, are, are giving us 
and I see seven to eight wins this year. Uh, but to kick off some of this news, Julio Jones reports to camp. Uh, you know, despite him saying he was going to hold out and all that other stuff, Dan Quinn said that he expected Julio Jones to to show up to camp. I guess he has some confidence. I said Julio Jones should have shown up to camp. Julio Jones still have three years left on this deal. He just signed a five-year deal uh, two years ago, and he's already trying to hold out to get more money. So it's a good thing that he did come in, not to mention his numbers aren't where they should have been. He had the receptions. He had the yards. He's just not a touchdown machine guy. He hasn't had double-digit touchdowns since he came into the league. I mean, since since 2012. He hasn't had a double-digit touchdown season since then. The closest he got since then is eight touchdowns. So, you know, last year, he, him and him and Matt Ryan was one of 18 in the red zone last year, or in the end zone, not the red zone, the end zone, throws in the end zone. He, he, they was one out of 18. That is poor for a guy who 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 was threatened to hold out and for, and for a guy who people tell me is the best receiver in the NFL. Uh, I don't see that. Uh, he 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 drops a lot of passes, which is one of the reasons why they didn't get to play on last year because he dropped the pass. Uh, he dropped the pass against Philly, a pass that he should have caught. He should have caught. The receiver is three to four inches shorter than him, and you're telling me that this guy's the best receiver in the league. Well, I want the best receiver in the league to be able to go get that. Uh, the year prior, there was only three of eight, a little bit better, but not as many chances. Uh, and on throws to the end zone. So, you know, he, they did, I guess they did a little restructure of the deal where they added $2.9 million to his salary. They took a, a, a mill off, put two point nine. So now instead of his base salary this year being $10.5 mil, he's at $13.4 mil, which I don't see how that makes any difference that you held out for, what, $2 mil, $3 million? That seems like a lot to people like you and me, but to these guys where they making $10 mil a year, he he held out for three mil a year. I mean, for three more mil, it had to be more. He must know how ridiculous that sounded to be holding out with three mil with three years left on your deal. So it's good that he can't that he held out. But if you really want my opinion, this ain't facts. So you know, don't 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 take me to the bank on it. But if you just really want my honest opinion about how I feel about it. I believe he actually came to camp because of Calvin Ridley. And people are going to say, well, he's way better than Calvin Ridley. Ridley is just a rookie. We don't know how Ridley is going to do in the NFL. No, we don't know how Ridley is going to do in the NFL. But what I do know is, what I do know is that the Atlanta Falcons wasted a first-round pick on this receiver that we don't know how it is. So if you don't think that's playing in the back of Julio Jones' mind, that they could get rid of me at any time. Look what they're doing to Dez, and we're going to talk about Dez later on. This this guy, uh, Julio Jones, of course, he's one of the top three receivers in the NFL. Uh, but he know that they drafted a guy who, who 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 can also become at least top five receiver in the NFL. And really, who can who I thought Dallas should have should have drafted, but a guy who can run the slants, the bubble screens, the stop routes, the curl routes, the combat routes. Who can also run the nine route, the fly route, the go route, the the sluggos, the the you know the stopping goals. He can run all of that. So, receivers come a dime a dozen in, in, in the NFL. Every year we see a new receiver coming to the forefront, you know, uh, somebody that we didn't really think was going to be, you know, who, who they are. Every year we have one of those guys. And if you don't think Julio Jones thought in his mind, if Calvin really have a good season this year, I can be gone while I'm sitting here waiting on a contract extension while I still got three years left on my deal. So that's my opinion. I think he's seen Calvin really in, in, in the rear view. Not that Calvin really is pushing to be better than him, but he's pushing for, you know, at least the number one receiver on the team eventually. I mean, nobody comes to a team to be stagnant. It doesn't matter who's in front of you. Nobody nobody gets into a profession to be stagnant. Like, that's ridiculous. So he see Calvin Ridley there, and he he likes what he's been, and and he sees it. You know, this guy is impressing people. Of course, you want to get out there and show what you do. So kudos to Julio Jones for coming to camp. I'm all for people getting their money, but you got three years left on your deal. You know, I mean, don't don't be greedy. I'm for you getting your money, but just don't be greedy. Now, moving along to this one is gonna be like a two part, man. Um, this is gonna be like a two-part. There's Brian and Dad Prescott. Let's start with Dad Prescott first. Dad Prescott has been in the news. He's been taking some heat. 
He's been taking some heat about what he said about the anthem protest. And I'm not going to read it all to you, but I'm just going to paraphrase basically what he was saying. Basically, he said, he said, I never protest because he don't think that, you know, a sporting event is the venue for protesting. And he feels that people come to the game for, you know, not to see controversy, but to watch the games. And I asked that, you know, he took a lot of heat. You know, to hear White Sox from the Raiders, he said that Prescott must be trying to, he must be trying to keep that Campbell Noodle Soup uh, endorsement with with that answer. And you know, I'm right there. I agree with him because to 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 say that that's not the venue for 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 people that's silently protesting. If if you if you're praying, paying proper respects to the flag like you want other people to do anyways, you wouldn't even see me kneeling. You won't even like I, I don't really understand I don't really understand it. And you're talking to a guy that's been there done that. You know, uh I didn't go fight for no national anthem. I tell you that right now. I ain't go fight for no anthem. When I sign my contract, when I sign my contract, nothing on my contract say I'm fighting for this anthem. No, no, nothing nothing about my contract says that. So to say, oh, soldiers that fought and died for that. No, stop lying. And have these people that saying soldiers that fought and died for it has never even served one day in the military. And you can go tell somebody what, what we went and, you know, fought and and, die, and and the people that's died for. You know, like, that's that, that's crazy talk. No, we didn't go f- fight or people died for no national anthem. You know, say whatever you want to say. I joined the military because I needed it. Ain't no, I wanted to serve my country type stuff. Yeah, of course, that's the that's the big goal because you're, when you're going to the military, you obviously serving your country, but none of us serving the, serving the national anthem. So to say that, not to mention when Kaepernick first said what he was, why he sat down because he was sitting down initially. A, a Navy SEAL, ex-Navy SEAL told him, listen, I would prefer if that's what the stance you're going to take to take a knee. So you're telling people who's actually done this while we did it, and real people have telling, and real real veterans have, have told him, listen, if you're going to take that stand, I'd rather you take a knee, because sitting down would be successful. Not to mention all you fake patriots. Listen, I hate, I, I, I ain't going to say I hate people like y'all, because that's that's really strong, but I hate hypocrites. That's what I do hate. I hate hypocrites. Because the same people that's mad about players kneeling down during the national anthem while they sitting at home while the national anthem is played then got up and went to the bathroom because they don't care about the national anthem going to the refrigerator to go get them a chip get some chips and a beer or a soda going outside flipping burgers at the time of the national anthem but you so-called care about players kneeling for the national anthem because it's disrespect well how about you pay your respects as an american as you say if you don't like it then get out why don't you pay your respects as an American instead of going to get that beer or going to the bathroom doing the national anthem? Why don't you stand up and pay your respects in the living room? The national anthem is going on. It's just not for the people that's at the game. That's for everybody. Of course, at least that's why they televise it, right? It should be for everybody. Not to mention, man, the NFL didn't even care about the national anthem before 2006, before they started getting the money from the military. Before then, the players used to sit in the locker room while they did the national anthem, and it was never broadcast. Even while the national anthem was being played, you know what they used to do while the national anthem was being played? That's That would be their time that they would flip to Phil Sims and all these guys that's in the booth, and that's when they'll be talking about the game. They will flip to the announcers in the booth to talk about the game while the national anthem is being played. But now all of a sudden, we fake care about, about being patriots. Get out of here with that. And that Prescott, listen, you saying people don't care about that? Obviously, I, listen, man, you say people don't want to come to the games for that. People don't have to pay attention to that if you're paying your proper respects. And it's not like they're not like they're doing anything crazy. They're silently protesting. Now, this is why I have an issue with the NFL, because the NFL need to need to, you know, get their self together because every other every other professional league make their players stand out there. If that's what if that's what that's what you want to do, you want to make people stand for the national anthem and play and pay their whatever proper respects that you think that they should pay. Uh, although you got some of those fake patrons also you say you're supposed to take your hat off during the national anthem. That's what people tell me. And you know, I see people every every day, you know, doing the national anthem, they got their hats on, you know, or not even standing up, but you worrying about a player kneeling. 
But what the NFL needs to do is the NFL need to just go ahead and make a rule. You're the boss. You make the rules. You know? You if you say they have to stand for the national anthem, then guess what they have to do? They have to stand for the national anthem. Now, for the people that's on the other side of that, they're saying, listen, the, it's their freedom of speech. You know, it's you know, it's their right, you know. The soldiers are listen, man, listen. I tell you what. You go to your boss. You tell your boss. Your boss said, listen, uh, if you have your cell phone out on the on the workroom floor, you're gonna get fired. Go tell your boss, listen, I don't care what you say, because I have this right. I got, I got a right as a human to do whatever I want. Or I got a right as a human to say whatever I want to you because of freedom of speech. And see how fast you have a job. That sounds silly to say that people at work, that's their work. People that's in the NFL, it may seem like, obviously, you know, it's just a game. That's their work. That's their place of employment. So when your boss tells you you can't do something, guess what? You can't do it. I don't care what's your right. If you, you want to go exercise your right, Quit playing football and go exercise your right. But as long as these people are cashing your check, they can tell you to do whatever you want as long as it's not inhumane, obviously, you know, and it's, it's not, it's not going to be a danger to yourself. Everything else you have to listen to. They're the boss. They pay the salary. They pay you that check. They giving you those millions. Obviously, the fans are too because a lot of that stuff comes from ticket sales, concession sales, but I just seen something, you know, uh, a couple weeks ago where all of the owners just got like a couple hundred mil or something like that and haven't even sold one ticket yet. So, listen, they paying your salary. You do whatever they say you, you, you supposed to do as long as it's not a danger to yourself. So if they say you can't stand on the field and protest, guess what you can't do? You can't stand on the field and protest. Do you see... LeBron James and did you see Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan or Barry Bonds or Ken Griffey Jr. or you know Ronaldo do you see any of these people protesting the national anthem in their leagues no why because Major League Baseball they have a rule you're going to stand on third baseline you're going to stand on first baseline and you're going to pay your respects and basketball you're going to stand on both sides of the court you're going to pay your respects whatever that is bow your head hand over your heart whatever it is hand behind your back Hockey, they do the same exact thing. Soccer, they do the same exact thing. The NFL is the only league that want to do touchy feely, and that's where they're gonna have a problem because you're telling you're telling people you don't have to be you don't have to come out for the national anthem if you don't want to. You can stay in the locker room, but if you're out there, you have to pay your respects. And only thing that's doing is open up a whole nother can of worms because when that camera is panning down the sideline and looking at all the players that's you know paying their respects during the national anthem, what are they gonna do? Who who are they gonna pick out? Who are they gonna talk about on on on, on air? The guys that wasn't out there. So if you don't want if you don't want Dak Prescott, if you don't want people paying attention to that aspect, then tell your league to make a tougher rule because that's all it's gonna do. If I don't want to stand for the national anthem, the commissioner already told me. Hey, I don't have to be out here. I can stay in the locker room and I can come out afterwards. It don't make sense. NFL, get right. Moving on to Des Bryant. Des Bryant has, has man, he 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 was going crazy on, on Twitter this past week. <laughs> I mean, you know, he called Sean Lee a snake. He talked about Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones. Obviously, Jerry Jones, the owner of the Cowboys, and his son, Stephen Jones. He called, he said somebody must have been in that Prescott ear. Now, why I don't want to really get into the Twitter stuff or that, because I just think he was being emotional on a lot. But I do think he has a point when it comes to the football side of things, and that's what we're going to talk about. So I tell you what, right now, 2012, 2013, 2014, receptions, yards, and touchdowns. 2012, 92 receptions, 1382, 12 touchdowns. 13, 93 receptions, 1233. 13 touchdowns. 2014, 88 receptions, 13, 1,320 yards, 16 touchdowns. Obviously, uh, Tony Romo got hurt in 2015, so they didn't have a quarterback, so that's why you don't see those numbers because anybody numbers would be screwed with that team that they had. I don't even remember who they had playing quarter, Kellen Moore and, and all these other guys they had playing quarterback that year. Now, going to that Prescott's rookie year, he he see his receptions dip from 88 to 50. He see his yards dip from 1320 to 796. He see his touchdowns cut in half from 16 to 8. 
Moving on to last year, 69 receptions, 838 yards, and six touchdowns. I've always said, I've been saying on this show, you know, since I started it. That Prescott is the reason why Des Bryant do not have a job right now. Because that Prescott, the way that Des Bryant game is 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 constrict, he 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 do not like running the slants. He do not like running the five yard stop routes. He he Des Bryant don't excel at those routes. He's not a great route runner. What Des Bryant excelled at with Tony Romo when he was getting 12 touchdowns, 13 touchdowns, 16 touchdowns was the deep ball, the deep post, the the nine route, the fly route, the go route. He is not getting nearly as many opportunities to catch those kind of balls playing with Dak Prescott because Dak Prescott does not push the ball down the field. Dak Prescott is throwing the ball to Jason Witten five yards over the middle as a safety blanket. He 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 giving the ball to Cole Beasley out on 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 those little West Walker tight routes and Julian Edelman tight routes five yards down the field. His he's only he's only throwing the ball six yards. The ball is only six yards per average throw. Six yards. That's not Des Bryant's game. That's not what Des Bryant excels at. That's that's not who Des Bryant is. You know, so ever since that Prescott has taken over as quarterback, you've seen Des Bryant's numbers dip and dip. And why you think? You know, people can point to, well, he was hurt and he drops a lot of pass. He's always been a high drop guy. He always dropped the ball a lot. That's always been Des Bryant. Even going back to his Oklahoma State days, he's always been a high drop guy. But... His you don't receivers just don't fall off from one year to the next. It's still running, running routes, uh, catching the football like you've always done. It's it's still the same exact stuff. Reading defense. If 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 the safety bails out, I sit right there on the on the on that curl route. If 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 he sits, then then I go. It's it's simple stuff. Stuff he's been doing his whole life. So you can't tell me that he just don't have it anymore. And according to Antonio Brown, Antonio Brown still thinks that he got it. He tweeted out Des Bryant and said, and I quote, "Come play with me. Let's get this chip. Eat greedy, big plates." So obviously, and to me, I think Antonio Brown is probably. I, for my sake, I say Odell Beckham is the best receiver in the league, but I can't argue with the numbers. So Antonio Brown, the best receiver in the league, one, two in the league, if you ask me, still wants Des Bryant to come play. So obviously he thinks that he got a lot in the system. He already know. Listen, man, now that's going to stop me from getting double and triple team because I got Des Bryant on the other side. For all you people that's, that say he's sorry and he, he don't have it anymore. Obviously Antonio Brown don't think so. Antonio Brown... Things that he still have a lot left in the tank. So, so listen, man. I think he's getting blackball. I don't, not really getting blackball. He had a chance to go to the Ravens. He didn't want an opportunity. Why should you? I wouldn't want to go play with Joe Flacco. I wouldn't want to go play with Lamar Jackson. I don't think any 